Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. Today on Heritage Bible Radio, we begin our discussion on biblical decision-making. In our day-to-day walk with Christ, we refer to Scripture for answers to our everyday questions. We believe, as we should, in the sufficiency of Scripture. However, many questions we have, especially in regard to decision-making, aren't addressed by Scripture in a black-and-white fashion. In 1 Corinthians chapters 8, 9, and 10, the Apostle Paul addresses these gray area issues. During the next three weeks, Pastor Jim explains the process of decision-making in simple biblical terms. Please listen to today's sliver of this week's message entitled, Decision-Making and the Will of God, Part 1. There are the big things, and then there are the, shall we call them the trivial things? It wouldn't have been sin if you had chosen a different outfit in your, in your closet this morning. But what about the rest of life? Knowing that God is sovereign, knowing that He loves you, knowing that He wants to use you for your glory, how can you avoid becoming paralyzed by all the choices you have? And how can you have joy in making the decisions that you have to make? Well, let me suggest to you, The will of God is not hidden. Do those first seven and be free and trust yourself, trust God that the Bible is sufficient to give you everything you need to know in order to serve Him and to honor Him by your behavior and through the decisions that you make. Famous passage, 2 Peter chapter 2. Verses, one and th- uh, verses 2 and 3. I'm sorry, 2 second, second Peter chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Peter starts with a prayer. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. He, he wants you to have a full sense of God's grace, a, a full experience of God's peace. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Ah, where does it come from? In the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, which you'll find in His Word. He goes on to say, seeing that His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. You have everything you need to know to live and to live godly. Where does it come from? Through the true knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. Or in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So, if you open your Bible, it will tell you your oil needs to be changed in 974 miles, right? It doesn't tell you everything in every detail, but it gives you all you need to be wise in doing that. The Bible is not a magic eight ball that will answer your every question at every turn in your life. And it's not some book full of little spiritual nuggets that you can 
pluck from here and there, like opening a, a fortune cookie and finding God's will for your life that day. By the way, I, I can almost guarantee the fortune cookie will not be God's will for your life. You know the story that I love to use when I'm teaching people how to interpret the Bible in context. God, I, I really want to know your will for my life. I don't have very much time. I'm just going to pick a verse and you flip a page and you, and you look at it and it says, Judas went out and hanged himself. Okay, God, I'll give you another chance. Let's flip the page. Let's try another one. Go thou and do likewise. Okay, God, last chance. Flip the page one more time. What you do, do quickly. That is 100% biblical. Those are exact words from the Bible. Judas went out and hanged himself. Go and do likewise. What you do, do quickly. But there's a flaw in how you're using that knowledge, right? If you put those three things together and decide that God's will is that you take your life, which is, of course, never His will. The Bible does not say every single thing that you will ever want to know about every subject or every situation. But what we're trying to address here is how can you confidently, joyfully make good decisions in that gap in between the really big things and the trivial things? Um, How can you decide or Give advice to friends or to your children or to your grandchildren about things like, well, should you pursue further education? How, How do you choose a church when you get transplanted to a new place? How do you choose where to serve in your church? How do you choose a a vocation or know when it might be okay or wise to change jobs? In our world, how do you make those choices about schooling for your children? How do you decide whether to remain single or to marry? How do you decide whether to rent or buy a home? Should you live alone or with roommates if you're single? When should you have children? Should you have more children? What about birth control? What about adopting children or doing foster care or supporting an adult child that's getting started in life or dealing with a special needs child? How about relocating for a job or a church or maybe to take care of family members? How do you decide about handling finances and budgeting? There's so many decisions there. When is it okay to take on a debt? Whether maybe both parents might work outside of the home if you have children. How do you decide about making a a, a large purchase like maybe for an automobile? How about caring for aging parents? How about dealing with in-laws? How about learning how to become an in-law and not become the one the rest of the family talks about? How about making that transition to an empty nest? You know, when you've got a flock of kiddos at home, life is pretty easy to decide. I mean, you know, your first 20 hours a day are all planned for you. The rest is free time. And then the nest is empty. What do you do with yourself? Who is this stranger that I'm married to? The Bible has things to say about that. Oh, and then there's the boomerang effect. What about the adult children returning home? Parenting young children, dealing with wayward children. People have to learn to cope with a chronic illness. You have to balance friendships with marriage and family. Decide what's reasonable for a, for a hobby. How do you just 
keep faithful and keep your priorities every day. You see, a lot of decisions have to be made. There are the big things. There are the little things. So, realizing we're not going to get this finished today, let's at least ask, what's at stake? Or observe what is at stake. How you live your life as a child of God in this world has many implications. And the implications are the outflow of decisions that you have to make. To a large extent, you could say that your life, in many respects, is the sum of decisions that you make every day. One of the number one things that is at stake is your testimony to people around you. Look at a very familiar passage, 1 Peter chapter 3. We're going to pick it up again in the middle of a sentence, but it'll make sense. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Well, that would be among the first seven, the big things, right? Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Now, what does it look like when you do that? Always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Yet with eagerness or with gentleness and reverence and keep a good conscience so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. Do you see the presuppositions behind that passage? People in the world will be looking at you and they have a right to look at you and they have a right to get a good idea of what it means to, to love Jesus Christ in this world. And they ought to be able to say, What makes him tick? Why is she so calm in the midst of this disaster? What is the reason for that that anchor that keeps their soul nailed down? Or they might look at you and ridicule you and hate you because you look like Christ, but make sure when they revile your good behavior, they're the ones that are, going to be, that are going to end up being put to shame. People who don't know Christ should be able to see you and wonder about you. Your testimony is at stake by decisions you make. Here's another facet of that, James 2.12. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged by the law of liberty. That means you also have a testimony toward God. He's going to judge you by His law. Wait a minute, I'm not under the law. I'm in Christ, I know. The law of liberty, the message, the gospel of Christ that has set you free from the law. And God cares and will critique you and judge you, burn up the things that are wasted time, and reward you for eternity for the things that give Him glory. Another thing that is affected by your decisions, the unity of the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, here's another mid-sentence embarkment that we're going to do here, but it speaks of Christ from whom the whole body, the body of Christ, the, the people that are the members of the body of Christ, Christ from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Now, in the body of Christ, you are one of the each individual parts. 
The unity of the body of Christ, which should be on display to the world, is based upon the proper working of every joint in the body. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.